Good morning, this is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and I am going to guess because I really don't know episode 230 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Spirit fingers. <laughs> Today recording. If you're of a certain age you'll know what that means. Spirit fingers. Today, recording day is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023, and it is going to be a lovely autumn day here at the Beaver Lodge with some sun and uh, temperatures around uh, 13, 14. So yes, uh, as uh, Taviji says, toke weather or tuk weather. Tuk. Yes. Tuk. <laughs> toke How did you get that wrong? <laughs> I like, because it's written weird. In English, no, it's, it's written weird. T-O-Q-U-E. Yeah, but no, but I'm French. Oh. I'm French. It's T-U. Tuk. Every time I see T-U, every time I see T-O-Q-U, I think it's Toke weather. You can spell it in both en français. I've seen it in the anglicized French version, Tuk, T-O-Q-U-E, as well as the francophone version. And it depends on what part of Quebec, because it does vary throughout the province. Tuk or Tuk. But I'm like definitely Tsuk, like La, la, la Guerre des Tsuk, uh, like the title movie. Really? So, la Tsuk. Yeah. Which is, uh, oh God, what was that called in English? Oh God, I can't remember now. But it was a really good movie, really good Canadian movie, La Guerre des Tsuk. And I think Snow Day or something. Anyway, it's this whole thing about this, like the whole, it's the snow day and these, all these kids have this like big snow fight and then somebody gets hurt for real and. One of those, it's all fun and games until someone you loses an eye type things. Pardon? Pardon? You must have a long delay. Must have a long delay on your end. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> should put the episode on the number. Wow. Douglas should put That's the episode number on the whiteboard and keep count there. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm going to uh, pop it, pop, pop out and pop back in and see if that. Yeah, you do that because this delay is like really bad. It's seven, five, seven seconds or something, which is never pleasant. It's it's hard to hold, have a conversation when when the uh, delay between my voice and what he hears is like five, six, seven seconds. I'll say it and then there's a long pause until you respond and that's no way to do a show. Your lips seem to be moving in time, so I think we might be in time. Yeah, seems so. Yes. Okay. Success. When in doubt, reboot. <laughs> All right. 
I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and thank you, Ghost to our sponsors, the Pepper Masters, the Pepper Master, er, singular, the Miss Fee Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Today we have a little nibble for you. Let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him how his mental health is doing today. Good morning, Mr. Beaver. First off, I'd like to apologize to anybody who tried to watch a show last night that I didn't do because I went for a rock, a rock. I went for a walk around 7 p.m. I got back at 8 and I sat down on the couch and I turned on a documentary on broadcast technology because I enjoy watching things like that. And next thing I knew, it was 2 a.m. So I must have been sometime around 8.15. I was cold. I have no recollection of it. Woke up at 2 a.m. on the couch, freezing. Because <laughs> when I got home from my off to cool down and didn't pull a blanket over, and so crawled into bed. And yeah, so apologies to anybody who wanted to watch an ASMR mental health chat show last night. I wasn't there. I'll make up for it this evening. No, I promise. So yeah, mental health wise today, I think I'm good. Not fully awake yet, but I'm feeling like I'm going to be uh, full of vim and vigor, as they say. And uh, yeah, I've got a few, I got a really busy day ahead of me, like a really busy day ahead of me. I got to run across town to pick up some stuff. And so I have a, a rental I'm picking up to, to cart some stuff about and because I don't have a car anymore. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. I had to go yep. to U-Haul. U-Haul. Seems you've got the disco lights on. I like it. Thump, thump, thump. It's actually, it's Ah, handle setting, but it's <laughs> it looks more like a disco. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pleased. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll change it up. I'll change it up. All right, kits and cabs. Things are going well at this end as well. I had a busy day yesterday. I first match as a senior curler. Because I get to curl on the day now because I'm 50. <laughs> they will help me. But yeah, my team, we uh, we missed our first match because unfortunately one of our members came down with COVID. And then last week was Thanksgiving, so the club was closed. So we finally got our first match in. We're doing this thing where we're going to be rotating the skipping duties for a while until we figure out what lineup we want because we're a brand new team. So yesterday I was skipping, which is the first time I've been skipping in quite a while. And I had a little bit of an uneven game, but I nailed my last three shots against a skip who on my Tuesday night team gives us fits all the time. And we won. I'm just saying, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like riding a bike. <laughs> actually, no, it's not really like riding a bike. It was tough, actually. Yeah, curling. I had curling. in the before last end. I yeah, I need I needed to make a, a takeout and remain in the rings for two to have a chance to keep going and everything. So, oh my God, I haven't done one of these in a long time. Actually, to have to make do a takeout and stay to actually like win a set, win an end, right? I play second normally. If I miss, there's somebody to back clean up for me afterwards. <laughs> but this, I had to make it for sure. And I'm sitting in the hack, and it's like my adrenaline's going. My heart is like, what is this thing? I I, I never feel this at second. The guy got to make the clutch shot out. It's like, okay, this is okay. We need to calm that down. And yep, I did it. And then nailed my next two shots in the in the next end to seal the victory. Feeling good and. Our the community theater board with which I volunteer yesterday, we had a little problem because one of the directors of our March show, which might affect one of my fundraisers, because I was thinking of cutting this off in March because I was going to audition for A Few Good Men. Yeah, the play, people. I was going to audition for the play A Few Good Men. There, there's a gigantic gay joke in there, but I decided not to tell it. <laughs> Get your minds out the gutter. Uh, <laughs> it's military role, so I figured I would have to cut my hair if I got it, and I was going to raise some money. It seems the director of the play got a wonderful job offer that's taken him out of town. 
we needed uh, something else. And uh, some person has come along and is willing to do a Shakespeare for us, which is really cool because our theater company, our community theater company used to do a lot of Shakespeare and then professional companies started doing it and festivals were setting up and they became less popular, but there's a Shakespeare thing that's going on right now. Like this, some kind of, some community theaters are doing it and it's a, it's no longer a financial loser. There's an interest in it with all the modern casting and all that type of stuff. So people want to, want to do them and see them again. Apparently we have somebody who has 20 something years of directing Shakespeare's and working with professionals in Shakespeare and modernizing and adapting it, making it accessible that said, Hey, I happen to have some free time and would you like one? We're going to try Shakespeare. Cool. So let's go back to curling for just a second. If we may. All right. When I hear you talk about curling, because I played the game twice and the last time I did it was 1985. And I can appreciate the match when I watch it on TV, but I don't know anything about the rules or how the game is played. So Mm -hmm. when you're talking about curling and you're getting into the nitty gritty and the details and the this and the hack and the thing and the shot and the blah, what I'm hearing is we were out there sportsing pretty hard last night. I sports hard and the other team was sports and hard, but we sports a little harder and we sports exactly. a little more precisely like this. <laughs> and when the sports thing was all we were, was done, we all sat around and had a drink and talked about the sports team thing we just did because we were good sports. That's the funny part though. Like legitimately you could say that and it would make as much sense to me when it comes to the nitty gritty <laughs> of curling. Cause I do not fully understand the game. I don't know any of the rules. I know this, the sweep and I know there's the hack and I know there's the skip, but I don't know what any of it means. Other than the skip is the captain, correct? Like yeah. The team leader. Yep. Yeah. See, that's about all I know. And it's not that I'm disinterested in the game. It's just, I have other sports interests that are, are more along football, baseball, skiing. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I do. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's cool. Cause I learn about the sport and it's like when Devin, when we talked to Devin about it, I'm like, I don't think I've met a more passionate individual in my life when it comes to the sport of curling. He actually got me interested and gotten watching it because of the way he talks about it. Right. You know what I mean? When you see him talking, he's like, there's so much enthusiasm and joy in his entire body when he's. Yeah, it is. And if you play it, it's one of those things. I, I can watch golf on TV. Mm. But I don't really get it because I don't play it. I have an idea of what's involved because there are lots of things that are similar to curling in terms of the mastery of your body. One Mm. degree angles change in your swing changes everything. Same thing with curling. One degree angle on where you come out on the room. So I can appreciate it. But I I don't see the bumps in the terrain. I don't see the the, Mm -hmm. pitching wedge versus sandwich versus wood versus... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. A, get it. Or, or crickets the same way. I know that there are wickets. Th- that thing that you said, like 134 to zero, close game. Close I match. remember somebody told me, said, it's like, if you, it's like you need to get lots of points or get zero. Yes. So that's and like that, like this, because getting zero is really good, but getting one is terrible. It's, it's, it's almost one of those things. If you're trying for zero, if you like, if there's a one that happens, the whole match is over. You've lost that or something. That's um, what I understood from when somebody was trying to explain it to me once. When they say 134 to zero is a close match, it's like, oh, because sometimes it could be as high as 334 to zero before the other team gets a chance at the wickets. To yeah, bat. as well. Batsman isn't up. So yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't fully understand the game, but I learned a little bit about it when I was in Delhi and a guy I was in an Irish pub having a Guinness and the guy explained it because there was a friendly between India and Pakistan. So like about a billion people watching literally. Yes. yes it's India, just Pakistan, a friendly, absolutely. but it's India, Pakistan. That is, that's the Super Bowl, And you know, the, you know, the, the biggest sporting event in the world, the Super Bowl. Not even close. Nope. 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 You have between two nations, you'll have a billion people watching a friendly match on a Tuesday afternoon. Yep. means nothing. That's, yep. you know. Yep. All right. With the news, my friends, there is a lot going on. A lot going on. 
the things that I, I would like to talk about is Doug Ford and Scott Moe have been passing some laws lately. I'm not completely up to date on everything about them, and but it seems that Mr. Moe, in his law that he is passing in order to punch down on trans kids, a law that he is putting the notwithstanding clause in. So even though he's putting the notwithstanding clause in the law, that makes it such that even though this case is before the courts and the court is going to rule on the case, so we will get a verdict on whether or not this is constitutional. But then the judge will probably have to say, since the notwithstanding clause has been invoked, while well, this judgment is pretty much moot. Now, the invocation of the notwithstanding clause expires automatically after five years unless someone reestablishes it. So in this law, it appears because Mr. Moe is absolutely convinced that he's doing right and he's doing a good thing. In this law, apparently there is a clause that prevents anyone from the government from being liable legally should anything terrible happen to a child as mm -hmm. a consequence of this law. So should a child decide that life is unbearable yeah. and it would all be better if oh, it was I have just no responsibility. not happening on, not happening? Yep, no responsibility. If a child gets kicked out of his home or her home or their home and happens to be taken advantage of by someone who traffics them and violence happens, not their problem. So not only are they dehumanizing these children by removing their most fundamental basic rights to privacy, and I keep on saying it and I will say it till the day I die, if this law, this exact same law, was being applied to adults oh, yeah. rather than children, you would be losing your minds. Mm -hmm. But it's kids, so, okay. so we don't care. And it's trans kids, so we really don't care. Yeah, essentially, because there's zero point four percent of the population, right? And they're completely—they're mm -hmm. not understood. They're mm -hmm. a new thing. I was listening to both the fifth column. He's making this point. It was something I wanted to say, but he made it so much more eloquently. It's—they're new and they're not understood, and that's what conservatives do. Mm -hmm. They pick a group of people that are not understood, and then they say absolutely anything they want about them and nobody knows any better because well they're not understood they're new how many trans people do does the average person hang around with got to know how many trans kind of quite kids a few, actually yeah but then how many trans not kids? everybody does though but you're open-minded and woke or whatever that thing is hey, right the opposite of woke they is call asleep it. yeah but whatever it is you're it right mm -hmm. The fact you do not understand something does not mean that you have to fear it or crush it. But apparently, to Premier Mo, it does. So why do, yes. I, why do I have the feeling that Mo is one of the three stooges? We just need Larry and Curly. I guess Larry Curly would be Doug Ford, and who would be Larry? I don't know. Here. Blaine Higgs. Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. There's Larry yeah. Curley and Scott Moe. Or he, no, he's Shemp. <laughs> Fourth. Nobody wants to be Shemp. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's the thing. If this is so right and this is so decent, this is so good, why do you need a clause indemnifying yourself within the law in addition to applying the notwithstanding clause? 
He knows he's doing wrong. He knows he is doing wrong. And, and let's not forget Doug Ford with his new... I sent. Did I send you the link to that? I think I thought I sent you a link to that. Let me just see if I can open it up here. Yeah, I did. I did send you a link from yep. Colin DeMello. The new Greenbelt legislation from the Ford government includes blanket immunity for Premier Ford and all members of the Ontario government meaning developers who lost out on billions. So Moe's doing the same thing, but basically what's he saying? Fuck them kids. Yeah. Just horrendous. Fuck them kids. And if anything bad happens to them, he's actually in this law. Not my problem. He is granted, he is, Scott Moe has granted himself additional rights while removing them. Of course. He's granted himself the right to crush kids and he's given himself the right to completely indemnify himself of any consequence should anything terrible, including loss of life, Mm -hmm. either by their own hand or someone else's. It's almost like, it's almost like He's saying, I've killed before and I'll kill again. And he, and he has. That's why I said it. Mm. And yes, I said it. Yeah, well, it's I true. I went there. It's true. He's done it before. Who was it? Uh, I sent you the thing. Uh, Saskatchewan Human Rights Commissioner resigns over the pro- school pronoun policy. Exactly. I got it right in front of me. This is something I cannot be a part of, and I will not be associated with a provincial government that takes away the rights of children, especially vulnerable children. Sir, please. Yep. In a letter announcing a resignation effective immediately, Heather Coutte, one of six human rights commissioners in Saskatchewan, said the decision did not come lightly, to, but to her, the policy itself is, quote, an attack on the rights of trans, non-binary, and gender-diverse children. A child's rights must always take precedence over a parent's obligations and responsibilities. See? No rights. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you have legal guardianship obligations and responsibilities. And you have the legal backing that is required to fulfill those obligations and responsibilities. Like, for example, making medical decisions on behalf of your child when they are a minor. But the child has rights, internationally recognized rights under the United Nations. Parents do not, and grandparents have even less. There's no such thing as parental rights. No. no. Obligations for which there's a legal structure around mm-hmm. because you have legal guardianship. But they're your children. They're not your possessions or your property. They have rights over, well, they have bodily autonomy. Whether you like it or not, they do. Certain things tend not to, gender reassignment surgery tends not to happen until after the 18th birthday at the very least. They can use a gender blocking medications starting at the age of 16. Yeah, puberty blockers. blockers. Yes, puberty blockers, not gender blockers. My apologies. I get things wrong sometimes because I'm old and I've had a lot of concussions. This is new to us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my colleagues told me about this. During Pride Week, we had a, this year we had a, Sure, was last year. I can't remember again. We had one of the guest speakers discussed the hell that they went through being a non-binary trans person, which I can't even wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't wrap my head around it. But here's the thing: I fully accept this person for who they are. I have no issues with it. Just because I can't wrap my head around a concept doesn't mean I have to prote it or hate it or dislike it or vehemently oppose it because I don't. You're a person. You have rights just like I do. And if you don't have the same rights as me, we need to change things so that you do. Because I was born into this world 
at the top of the White Privilege Mountain. And I know this. So my job is to make sure that everybody else can have the same rights and opportunities and equity as me. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to succeed in that, but I'm going to work damn hard to spread the message and get people edified. Edified? No, that would be building. <laughs> Educated. <laughs> Educated onto how things are, how things could be, and how things should be. Because a trans person is not a threat to you as a human being. Period. No. They're and not trying to take a damn thing away from you. They just want to take away my rights. No, they don't. They just want to have the same rights you have. And this How's human, that complicated? Yep. And this human rights commissioner, after submitting her resignation, said it was hard letter to write because, quote, what drove me to this is my husband and I have a kid who's trans. Mm-hmm. Now, Saskatchewan is not that big a province population-wise that I would not suspect that the premier of the province would not be aware, especially as he's pursuing this type of initiative, that one of the six human rights commissioners in his province has a child who's trans. Mm -hmm. And yet he did it anyway. Regardless of that connection, she said she would have been against the policy, but, quote, being a parent makes it a bigger issue for us. Kutai said she remembers seeing her son struggle, seeing how he wrestled with coming out, even though he thought his parents would be supportive. Quote, I can't be a good citizen of this province. I can't be a commissioner that defends human rights. I can't be the mother, a good mother, to a trans kid if I just sit by and let this happen. I have so much respect for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kutai was appointed uh, uh, to the Saskatchewan. Walk in the talk. Following their convictions. Yes. Yep. Kutai was appointed to the Saskatchewan Human Rights Commission in 2014. According to the SHRC, she is an author, disability advocate, and human rights activist. In 2021, she was awarded... Lifetime Achievement Award from the University of Saskatchewan, quote, for her accomplishments and her contributions to the social, cultural, and economic well-being of society. (sighs) When it came to supporting her son as he changed his name and came out as transgender, Kutai said, quote, it came down to a life and death decision. I don't want to be scared about him not wanting to be around this world anymore. You choose your child above all things, she said. But when it came time for a child to first confide in someone and seek support, school was the first place he went, which is the case for many kids because that's at a certain age, that's where they spend the greatest part of their day. Yep. They're waking hours socializing. If they don't feel safe there, I don't know where they can go, Kutai said. I hate to think of what would have happened if he had not had that support. In her letter, Kutai said, this, quote, is something I cannot be a part of, like you said, Mr. Grizzly here. It's something I cannot be a part of, and I will not be associated with a provincial government that takes away the rights of children, especially vulnerable children. The leader of the opposition... In Saskatchewan, Carla Beck, speaking Monday afternoon, recognized Kutay for her courage while calling upon the government to pause its implementation of the bill. Quote, this is a province that once led the country when it came to human rights. The first Bill of Rights was here in Saskatchewan in 1947. Today, unfortunately, the province is going to make news because of this government pulling us backwards. It's time for sober second thought. It's time to pull away from their agenda to ram through this bill as quickly as possible. The policy, Bill 137, specifically uses the notwithstanding clause with respect to sections 4, 5, and 13 of the Saskatchewan Human Rights Code, so they're not only violating the Canadian Human Rights Charter, but their own provincial one as well. The clause has historically been a rarely used provision of the Charter that allows governments to override certain sections of the Charter Rights and Freedoms for up to five years, as I mentioned earlier. Kutai says the policy puts teachers in a position where refusing to call a student by the preferred pronoun and name is tantamount to bullying, saying it can cause harm to the students. 
Quote, if this proposed legislation is enacted using the notwithstanding clause, Saskatchewan will no longer be a place that takes care of all its kids, she wrote. I cannot tell you the depth of my disappointment in the government I have worked for and supported for the last nine years. Well, pretty heavy duty. Yeah. Yeah. And in New Brunswick, it has not been decided yet, but it looks like Premier Blaine Higgs is looking at maybe calling a snap election early. They're not scheduled to go before sometime in 2024, I think October, November. But he's basically doing the, I can't govern like this kind of thing. And I need to go to an election. Now, according to polls, it seems that the liberals and the progressive conservatives are actually neck and neck. Last time I checked with 338, they were both at 38% in the polls. But it seems that just the distribution of the vote makes it such that the, it favors conservatives at the moment. The, I believe in New Brunswick, it's MLAs as well. Trevor Holder, who we talked about because he had stepped down. I'm not sure from that. From, was from cabinet or caucus yes he stepped out from caucus he's sitting as an independent now made the point that we yeah that we really there's no need to go to an election now especially like on this issue and that he's not going to be very supportive of this stunt but yes it seems that Maybe Mr. Higgs sees it in his interest to go earlier on an election before more people have a chance to actually be brought up to speed on what it is that's attempted to uh, be done here. So we'll have to watch for that. But yeah, interesting that uh, premiers are writing laws in a very conflict of interest way to indemnify themselves. Now, with the Doug Ford thing, if that law makes it such that we, the people, cannot be sued for his screw-up, that's one thing. If it makes mm -hmm. it so that he cannot be criminally charged should the RCMP discover anything, that would not be okay. I would assume... God, I hope it's not written. I, I, that it's only for uh, civil things uh, and absolving the state and not the people as individuals. But if that is the case, that it's preventing the government itself from being sued, again, I don't trust Doug Ford further than I can throw him, and I can't pick the man up. Can't even lift him up no. off the ground. And I just, I cannot believe that there is a scenario in which Doug Ford is not going to try to do through another route that which he could not achieve through the first route. Because there are some people that were expecting a windfall. Oh, yeah. And, and they're not getting it now. So it's not going to work well for Dougie. So, He's just uh, off the wrong guy. Again, pardon my language, but watch this fucker like a hawk. Mm -hmm. Because he's going to be trying to move a lot of wind on a lot of subjects to try and create a little dust cloud so we don't see what's going on with uh, this hand as he's doing something with this. Then well, the magician. Don't look at what my left hand is doing. Just focus on the right one. <laughs> uh, this guy... All right. Do you have anything, sir? I had, I did have something here I wanted to put on the screen. It, it's, I'm going to, I'll put it on the screen and I'll read it because it's, it's a long, it's a real, it's a bit of a long winded diatribe, but it sums up exactly who Pierre Poldiev is. Okay. And it's on the screen there now. Current Conservative Party leader Pierre Polyev has become highly capable and adept in practicing some of the worst aspects of the human character and human behavior during his political life. 
As a career politician who has never held a job outside of politics, he has demonstrated that he is an enemy of compassion, empathy, and progressive values, unless faking these qualities helps to advance his political agenda. He has shown himself to be a liar so capable in his inability, in his ability to deceive that he has elevated, elevated this flaw in human character to the level of a moral principle in the way he practices politics, and in the process has gathered a following who believe he is their political savior. He lacks any semblance of grace or hopeful and progressive vision for a diverse, pluralistic, and inclusive nation, instead choosing to coddle and embrace within his political tent racists, white supremacists, Islamophobes, anti-Semites, homophobes, and transphobes, while saying he is against the hateful ideologies these people embrace. While speaking out against, in quotes, elites, he very conveniently omits the fact that he has never held a job that wasn't paid by the taxpayer, and that he is among the top one percentile of income earners in this country, with a current annual salary of $287,400, and that his publicly paid salary has turned him into a multimillionaire. That question, is he a multimillionaire? I don't know. I've never been able to confirm that. As official opposition leader, he lives in a mansion in one of the swankiest neighborhoods of Ottawa that is paid for through the public purse, as are his chauffeur-driven vehicle, his in-house chef, his personal security detail, and his household monthly costs for food, water, hydro, cable, internet, phone, entertainment, etc. Polyev is aggressive in his temper, high-handed in his ordinary behavior, and has viciously attacked those who oppose or even question his far-right political vision for Canada. He has invented dangers to the freedom and security of Canadians, taking every chance to attack and denigrate individuals, the media, and the critical institutions and tools of government, which gives some measure of hope to people, and which society depends upon for peace, stability, justice. He seeks to advance only the, those policies that benefit his support base, rather than ones that would strengthen and improve the social fabric of the nation for all. He uses extreme rhetoric, manipulation, and gaslighting to enrage people, catering to their worst instincts in order to obtain their political support. His promotion of policies that would benefit the privileged and powerful at the expense of those who are not, that would cater to selfishness and greed and the worst act aspects of human nature, all the while teen against government programs that benefit those in the bottom half of the socioeconomic ladder, shows his total disconnect from the needs and concerns of the vast majority of Canadians who don't have the benefit of living his extremely privileged life. A former conservative staffer said of Polyev after he became leader, whereas former conservative leader Andrew Scheer was bland and completely lacking in charisma, trying to make up for it with a sort of dull, inoffensive affability. Polyev's demeanor is so petulant and repellent as to cross the line into anti-charisma. His unlikability is so reliable as to actually constitute a talent of its own if one could monetize irritation. Polyev seeks to sow social and political instability and chaos in order to ride the tempest he has created to political victory. Such a person is no leader, and so every effort should be made to defeat this man, because in the end, he like his role model Donald Trump, is merely someone who lusts for power and cares little for the needs of the vast majority of Canadians, who don't share his regressive worldview and would suffer were he to be elected Prime Minister. That last line is something I've been saying repeatedly. Mm -hmm. He does not want to govern. He only wants power. Mm -hmm. This man is dangerous to democracy. Mm -hmm. Play is. That's that staffer that used to work for mm -hmm. him, because that last paragraph yes. was that uh, the meme that goes around the anti charisma. Oh yes, oh uh, yeah. Uh, he's a piece of work. I keep on saying the the more you to know him is not to love love him. It's more to loathe 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 him. <laughs> Hopefully he will be given enough time and enough rope so that people get a really good sense of who it is that he is really. A couple of, do we have time for some tidbits? Mr. Weasley? Quick ones, yeah. I got to get going though. I got to get into the office shortly. I have a really big day ahead of me. Okay. Um, delay again. Let's have some, okay, some Giuliani news. It seems that in that case about those two election workers in Georgia that he said were 
passing USB sticks around like they were little vials of cocaine or heroin. He was pleading poverty. And so the court said, prove it. And it seems that Giuliani did not prove that. In fact, that he, well, just consistently refused to supply the documentation to prove that he was poor, much like Mm. he refused to supply evidence in discovery, which made the judge deliver a summary judgment saying, okay, then you did defame these people, so you were found guilty, and now you say you can't pay. So, and, and first he was saying he didn't have the money even to do the process of producing the documents for discovery. But he did manage to get a loan for that eventually. Someone loaned the money for that. But in terms of damages, I'm poor. And he's even listed his, his apartment in New York for sale. But the judge says, quote, Giuliani's continued and flagrant disregard of this court's August 30th order That's how it starts. The jury will be instructed that it must, when determining an appropriate sum of compensatory presumed and punitive damages, infer that defendant Giuliani was intentionally trying to hide relevant discovery about the Giuliani business finances for the purpose of shielding his assets from discovery and artificially deflating his net worth. Then his attorneys, quote, Will be stopped. Sorry, his attorneys will be stopped from quote making any argument or introducing any evidence stating or suggesting that he is insolvent or bankrupt. When they're determining damages, his lawyers can't say he can't pay; he's broke. That's not going mm. to be a valid defense. In the world of "Don't get mad, get everything." Hey, Mm -hmm. these two women, they deserve to live like royalty when this is over. I certainly think so. The president of the United States tried to essentially raise the ire of an entire nation against them. They deserve to live like royalty when this is over. (laughs) Really? Yeah. President Biden is traveling to Tel Aviv to meet with Netanyahu today. It seems that there is some talk about opening of a humanitarian corridor through the Rafa crossing. We'll see about that, but still no timelines on that. Global Affairs Canada has pulled some of its non-essential staff and families out of the embassy in Tel Aviv. Staff have also left the Canadian mission in Ramallah in the West Bank. But the federal government is saying that consular staff and other essential personnel are still in place to help Canadians in the region who need assistance. And... Several, more than 10 planes now have flown people out of that area to Athens from, from which then people make their own way home. Putin today is in Beijing visiting with Chairman Xi to participate in the 10th anniversary celebrations of the Belt and Road Initiative, which is a multi-billion dollar project that China has going on. That involves more than 150 countries with the goal to align non-Western, the non-Western world closer to China through large-scale investments in infrastructure. And then the Supreme Court of India has rejected a bid to legalize same-sex marriage in the country. It was a 5-2 to two decision. The Chief Justice stated, quote, this court cannot make law. It can only interpret it. It can only interpret it. The institution of marriage has changed. This is an uncontrovertible truth, yet it is also important to take note of the fact that these changes were brought about largely by acts of parliament of the legislatures and the states. Now, the IDU, Modi government, of course, opposes same-sex marriage, saying it is not compatible with the Indian concept of family, as if we needed another case to dislike this guy. It's, so the court says it should be left up to the parliament. The government says legalization would erode the country's traditional values. There were two justices that disagreed on certain key issues brought up in the hearing, such as the right to adoption. They thought that should be allowed. But the court is unanimous in saying that it's not in their power to legalize it, that that should be up to the parliament. Um, The court did, though, specifically say that 
the rights of the community should be protected, and they accepted the government's proposal to set up an expert panel to grant more rights to the LGBTQ community. So it doesn't seem like it's a they're totally wanting to hate on the community, but it's almost like Canada was before we had it, right? Yes. Why not civil unions? Isn't that good enough? You know, that, that separate but equal type thing. Right. Right. So it seems that there's more rights that is going that are going to be granted, just not that one. The ones to adoption. So yeah, the community says, of course, that they're hurt. They're heartbroken right now. If the ruling had gone the other way, India would have been only the third Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage. I know that one of them, I believe, is Taiwan, and I do not know what the other one is off the top of my head. My guess would probably be Thailand, but I don't know specifically. But there you go. Just some news. Oh, yes, and in the United States, because that speaker thing has gone crazy. Steve Scalise won the nomination from his party to be speaker first, but then didn't have the votes. So he stepped by, stepped aside. That was embarrassing for Trump because he had backed Jim Jordan. Now it seems that Jim Jordan is going to get it. It seems that he still does not have the votes, but they say that the first round of voting will start today at noon. They're they're saying it will not go 15 rounds like last time before he gets it, but he still has to flip some people in order to to make it there. There's another guy called McHenry that apparently seems to be trying to present himself as some type of consensus candidate if things go wrong. But yeah, exactly. Kit Taffy G if Jordan wins, oh my God, it's going to be a mess. Oh yeah. It's going to be a mess. All right. Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do, sir. We do. All right. Kits and Cubs, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Because sharing is caring. Please please share the word about our show with all your peeps and poops. Because we love the way you care about us. Thank you. Because democracy is something that you do, please write your media to let them know you demand better and write your MPPs, your MLAs, your senators, your city councilors, your school board trustees. Write everyone. Trust me, writing matters. You would be surprised, Mm -hmm. but it does matter. It works. Or, hey, locally, if there's something going on at your school board meeting where some people are trying to get some books banned or have some hate directed against some vulnerable children, Go show up at a meeting once or twice and get ready to go stand up at the mic and provide a ratio. All right. If you would like to make sure that you do not miss a single one of our episodes, then thanks to the Ray Girl, you do not have to because she has sponsored very generously our pod page site. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And uh, if you subscribe there, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, we'll come directly to you. And if you're watching, you just need to scan that QR code right, right there underneath my chin. Right there. Okay. <laughs> if you like subscribing to things, ask Kit Elaine right on time, my friend. Thank you. Have a beyond an awesome day, everyone. And remember to smash the button before you leave. So, yes, if you go to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube site, there's like, share, and subscribe buttons for you to smash with. And uh, that would make us very happy. And, sorry, uh, my throat is really dry and I have absolutely nothing moist right now going on. (laughs) If you would like to, support us and encourage us to do more the qr code by mr grizzly's head brings you to our coffee page that's coffee ko hyphen fi.com slash eager beaver all in one word lowercase letters as a kit mk so generously did yesterday and unfortunately i don't have your comment up with me right now but i will read it on a subsequent show but thank you for your generosity and that helps you contribute to our hydration fund so that I'm better able to do my closings, unlike today. (laughs) From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager reefer saying, it's been, it's been a tough past week in the world. And not that times weren't tough to begin with before that took an uptick. Please be kind to and gentle with yourself and 
be a little gentle with people around you today. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom. I thought I was going to sneeze. I thought I was about to sneeze. That's that's very wise. There's all your words of wisdom. I thought I was going to sneeze. No, what are your words of wisdom? <laughs> I got nothing, nothing right now. My, I just went there. I thought I was about to sneeze, so I muted my mic, and then whatever I was thinking is gone. It's gone. It's that's just it happens sometimes. All right, because you got nothing. It's a Whitney Houston moment. I got nothing. Nothing. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster. Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. For the listeners at home who listen on podcasts, <laughs> we're sorry that it's been taking a few while, a while to get them out to you. That's my fault. I'm the one that's been really busy, but I finally got all the descriptions into Mr. Chrisley, so hopefully you will be getting them soon. And thank you for your patience. Later today, promise, promise. <laughs> no, it's not Mr. Grizzly. It's me. I've been the slow one. It's all right. Bye, everyone. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.